How does a physician become a pediatrician, an adult psychiatrist, and a child psychiatrist in five years? Why is University of Utah School of Medicine one of only nine locations in the country that offer this unique program? Today on Talking to Missions of Med Student Life, we answer these questions. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions in Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. Well, welcome to another edition of Talking Admissions in Med Student Life. Uh, I've got a great guest today. I'm with, uh, with Dr. Douglas Gray, who's the Residency Program Director for the Triple Board Program. So first question, Dr. Gray, off the bat, what is Triple Board? What does that mean? Well, uh, if you choose to become a Trip Board resident, uh, you want to train to become an expert in both the physical and mental health of children and teenagers. And you end up getting board eligible and hopefully board certified in pediatrics, child psychiatry, and adult psychiatry. Um, hence the triple. Hence the triple board, mm-hmm. yes. I've heard people call the triple board the triple threat. What, what does that mean? Well, I just think they can do so many things. Mm-hmm. You know, I have uh, one of my triple boarders now who, uh, you know, really interested in nephrology and probably would do a pediatric nephrology fellowship and yet is very tuned into the needs of the uh, mental health needs of those kids. I have other, uh, other folks that are doing adult and child psychiatry. I have other folks that are focusing on child psychiatry, but maybe some very specific aspect of it. Um, I think the most interesting thing is when they pick a disease that crosses those boundaries between mental and physical health, and instead of trying to be good at everything, they they use their triple board skills to hone in on that disease process. A good example would be anorexia, where usually if you have anorexia, you start in the pediatric hospital, you got the GI doctor for the refeeding, the cardiologist, the pediatrician, and so on. And then on, you get transferred to the psych hospital and you've got a crew there. And, you know, one great triple boarder could replace seven doctors. And imagine the continuity instead of having to be, you know, bounced back and forth with all those different docs. Wow. That's awesome. So where, is, where does this come from? Where, where does the triple program originate? So back in 1986, there was a pilot project uh, started. And it was started because... To be honest, psychiatrists and uh, child psychiatrists, pediatricians work in different buildings, mm-hmm. and they don't intermingle very much, even though they both take care of kids. Uh, and there's not much communication, and the thought was, how can we integrate these two groups so that, you know, if you think about the marriage between pediatrics and child psychiatry, the triple borders are sort of the children of that. And the interesting thing is they had over 30 universities apply, and only six uh, were selected to be the pilot program. And the Uni- University of Utah was selected as one of the original six programs. And I think the worry they had, you know, would these people be able to learn what they had to learn going back and forth uh, between the different areas? Um, and what happened is they were tracking this program very close to the first 10 years and gathering tons of data. And they stopped the pr- process early because the graduates were passing their boards. They were... Uh, very successful in their careers, and quite a lot, quite quite a great number of them went into academic type careers, and and they were proving themselves in so many ways that, that they realized, yeah, this is something we need to prove permanently. Okay, so it start off with six, and it stayed relatively small. Like, how many programs are there, and where are they? There, there are nine programs. Uh, most of them are in the Midwest or the East Coast. 
we're the only one in the West. Um, and the thing about triple board is there's a national cap on new residency spots. There is legislation to try to lift that cap. If that were to lift, I can tell you for sure there'd be 10 new triple board programs tomorrow. Hmm. The trouble is, uh, let's say you were at a university that doesn't have a triple board program. If you wanted to have two spots for a triple board program, general surgery would have to give you those two spots, and they would have to go down to, or pediatrics would have to go down, and you'd have to collect those spots. So there's a real difficulty in, in, in this national funding cap. Now, we're going to have a shortage of doctors, so it doesn't make sense, but that's where it's at. But nonetheless, we have these nine programs, and we're going to need more over time. Okay. So, uh, and so with nine programs, how many residents nationwide is that? How many residents get in every year? Well, programs typically uh, have, have two spots. So okay. it's, not, it's not a lot of people, but uh, the people who graduate, again, take these specialized jobs, like maybe they work as a consultant to the pediatricians in a children's hospital as the child psychiatrist all day long. They're working with pediatricians using pediatric language, but they're actually practicing child psychiatry in a pediatric environment. Um, You know, those jobs are a lot, are tougher for somebody that's not had all that exposure to pediatrics. Mm. So Dr. Gray, how did you choose this path? How, how did you get involved in triple board? What, what was it about it that attracted it to you? Well, I think I would have, when I trained, there was no triple board. You look so young to me. Are you saying you got your medical training prior to 1986? Yeah, I, yeah, I started med school as a teenager. That's okay. Right. All right. So, but um, when I got into it, I, I, I really love pediatrics and child psychiatry. And I think I like child psychiatry better. You couldn't do both. I did a year of had a good year. And as I thought about it, I realized, you know, I, I actually loved child psychiatry more but it was the stigma around being a psychiatrist. Sometimes, you know, there's a, a kind of wall you got to hop over to be a psychiatrist and say, hey, this is what I want to do. Uh, my parents are very blue-collar. They, they understood what pediatricians do. They're a little more confused about what a, what a psychiatrist would do, for example. Um, so then I, I went on to do, you know, adult and child psychiatry, but all my friends are pediatricians, and I was, was closer to that culture. So then I went to primary children's uh hospital and ran their consult service for a number of years and then I was kind of in the best of both worlds I was in the pediatric world and the the, the child psychiatry world so when you know when it, years later when I was asked to run the triple board program I was very excited to do so because um, I was unable to meld all those things because there was no program when I trained mm-hmm. well, that's 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 fantastic that's amazing I'm glad like they a, a field was more or less created out of you know your interest, and I think that's that's just that's just really great. So let's kind of break it down. So how long is a triple board program? It's five years, and you think, well, it should be, you know, by the books. If you just did adult psychiatry, child psychiatry, pediatrics, it, it, the shortest would be seven years. So then you say, well, how how can you do that? Well, here, here's how: people who do adult psychiatry do a, do some neurology, right? Okay. People who do pediatrics typically will do some pediatric neurology, and all child psychiatry trainings have to do pediatric neurology. So when you do a month of pediatric neurology, if you've ever played Tetris in the game and the, the bars cross off, well, it's like that. Okay, now we've done this one. We can cross it off all three mm-hmm. programs. And if you keep doing that you can, and you're really uh, thoughtful about it, you can get it down to five years, which, which is what it is. There isn't a ton of – there's some elective time but not a ton of it. Because there's so many requirements, but so many so mu- so many parts of the training, uh, you know, overlap each other. Like if you learn about child and adolescent development, that helps you to be 
better at all three of those areas. So it sounds like you can, you know, to sum up, like every program, it's five years long to become triple board eligible, at least in pediatrics, adult psychiatry and child psychiatry. Yes. So, and the way I understand our program here is, is that to kind of do that Tetris, I love that, you know, I have Tetris little pieces in my mind is that you spend time in the three different programs throughout your five years. So how does, how, what, where does an intern, what is a first year resident? Where do they usually start and how do they kind of go through that stepwise? So, um, a lot of the trip board programs, and this isn't a bad or a good thing, just the way they do it. Some a lot of programs will do the two years of pediatrics up front, or or maybe you know a year and a half up front, and then the other half year later. And there's three years of you know uh, child and general psychiatry, and they'll do that you know in the, at the end stage. We, we integrate so that you do six months of peas and then six months of adult psychiatry, then six months of child psychiatry, and, and we're going back and forth. The people that come to our program want to integrate throughout their training and go back and forth. The people that are a little nervous about that amount of integration, they go somewhere else. So basically everybody finds the fit that works for them. So we're a very integrated program. Now, I sometimes, um, maybe this doesn't sound nice, but people come in and they're thinking about trip board. I first try to talk them out of it because Hmm. it's harder when when you do any standard residency, OBGYN, surgery... Every month you get smarter, 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 and more and more people come to you, and you, you know, you sort of the whole time feel like you're moving up. And with triple board, especially integrated, you, you know, you're on six months of PEDS, you're just starting to get comfortable, and boom, you're in an adult psychi- uh, psychiatry unit, and it, uh, you know, and you've gone from babies to you know a 50 year old who's psychotic in the seclusion room. Well, that's a huge shift, mm-hmm. and you just start to get a handle on that, and you're doing pediatric psychiatry maybe at the children's hospital. So. Uh, to so be you able have to, to be comfortable to kind of go outside your comfort zone, kind of be jumping into newer situations. Yeah, yeah and and you, and you don't want to be making uh, excuses all the time. So the really good, the really good triple board residents will come into maybe pediatrics, and everybody else has had six months, and they'll tell the attending, "I'm brand new to pediatrics, but I'm going to catch up." And please give me some of the materials you give the brand new interns. I'll get get through that here in the next couple of weeks. You know, they just sort of. Um, meld in, work hard. They, they they let the attending know, you know, they don't have this background. They try to pretend somebody to be somebody they're not, but they pretty rapidly catch up, do a little extra work, and and catch up. Well, some people thrive on that. They get bored doing one thing all the time, and and those and those folks are good triple boarders. Somebody that I think maybe lacks confidence, doesn't do well with change, even if I think they're going to be a really good doc, I might convince them to do. You know, just pediatrics, or to do the general and then child psychiatry, because at least then the whole time you're 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 growing, and and you can feel your confidence building. That's beautiful, Doctor Gray. Um, kind of segues to my next question. I mean, for a lot of students listening to the podcast, they probably never even heard about triple board before, so this is very eye opening to them. When students are getting closer to kind of applying, what do you look for in students? What are good char- characteristics that you uh, look for in, in your residents that come here? Well. I think people that um, are really curious, love to learn, and transition from one thing to another really well. The other thing is um, I've trained – I also run child psychiatry program. And I've trained people that are great doctors but weren't good test takers or people that were good test takers but weren't – you know, struggled a little bit with learning other things. Um, But uh, in triple board, there's a lot of tests tests to take at the end. And so – 
I wouldn't want to take somebody in who was a, a you don't have to be the best test taker, but I wouldn't want to take somebody who's a poor test taker because that would be almost cruel to say, mm-hmm. hey, you're going to have all these exams at the end and I know you're not a good test taker. So it should be um, at least average, but hopefully above average, you know, scores on things like step scores and MCATs and things because otherwise you get a little burned out on the testing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think the biggest thing is somebody that says, I really love mental health and I really love physical learning about medicine and I, w- I want to take care of kids and um, and I don't want to do one or the other. I want to do both and I want to meld them together. And, and you can tell if you, if you read the newspaper, medicine is, is looking at integrating mental health and physical health. And these triple board folks will be the leaders in that. They're the, the way medicine is going, they'll be the people running things. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's a great thing to do. But you got to be able to transition well and catch up when you're behind. Mm. What is, you know, and let's pretend I'm a, I'm a medical student and I'm applying to the triple board program. What does an interview day look like, you know, if there's all these different programs involved? Well, what we do is we have one day with pediatrics and they do this pretty much a standard interview uh, as if you're going to that PEDS program. And then we have another day with, it's mostly child psychiatry, but some child psychiatry interviews. So it's two days interviews. There's two dinners. One is with the psychiatry folks and one is with the um, the pediatric folks, but our triple board residents might attend either of those. Okay. The, the one thing we do that we l- love is we, we work really hard to excuse all our triple board residents for a lunchtime so they can run and have lunch with each applicant. And usually you're going to lunch with like one resident, but to have almost all the triple board residents in a program uh, there at lunch with you is pretty cool. Yeah. I know they're very tight. It's a very tight knit group. It yeah. is. They yeah. really support each yeah. other. And I think part of it is in a really big program, you sort of look around, you find somebody you're going to hang out with or help. You know, you're going to help them. They're going to help you. Um, and and trip board is a smaller program, and they all have to help each other. Mm-hmm. And you kind of mentioned the uh, the triple boarder who might be doing a nephrology fellowship. Where do triple boarders go after they graduate from the program here? Well, they go all over the. All over the place, uh, all over the world, mm-hmm. uh, too. But um, the majority of them practice child psychiatry primarily. Mm-hmm. But again, work in those areas where you're working a lot with pediatrics. Um, and then we have people that, you know, again, do more general. Some people do general psychiatry peds, but that's less less of, of that. And there's a much higher percentage of triple boarders that do uh, academics that like to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because they're good at switching and catching, uh, you know, and, and catching up, they sort of have, and they're always helping each other. They get in that mode of teamwork, and um, so the resident that's coming off of peds and going to general psych, and the other one's coming off general psych and going to peds, and they sit down for a day, you know, on mm-hmm. a weekend and review everything and get each other ready. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that teamwork going on. Excellent. And with all the switching and going on, is there is there time for research you know, experience during the residency program? If somebody's interested in research, uh, we will make some time. Okay. But the time, but if somebody said in the beginning, I'm going into my residency with the idea of becoming a, uh, eventually a research fellow, I would say, what kind of research? And if it was pediatrics, I'd say probably just do pediatrics. And mm-hmm. Because, <clears throat> for instance, if somebody does adult and general psychiatry, we can give them you know, lots of research time. Mm-hmm. And triple board, we get them some. Okay. And the, you kind of alluded to it, but just kind of draw it out further. You know, you're also in charge of the child fellowship, child yes. psychiatry fellowship. And the way that works, if I understand it correctly, is that um, 
medical students can go on to a, a general psychiatry or adult residency program, which can be anywhere. It's four years long. However, if you apply to a child psychiatry fellowship, which is two years, you can apply after your fourth year of general psychiatry residency. After or, three. Or after three. Mm-hmm. You can go, so, yeah. So normally, you, if you're doing, doing general psychiatry, it's four years, but you can take off one year and then add two years of a child fellowship, total of five years of residency, including your internship, and be board eligible in adult and child psychiatry. And, and that's a great way to go, too, and that's a great career. Um, and, and I really, when I meet with students, I try to think about what's the best mm-hmm. fit for them, try to figure out what their dreams are, what they want to do. And then try to match the program to their needs. Excellent. And, uh, you know, we're, I appreciate your time, Dr. Gray. We're almost out of time. But, you know, some, some closing questions. Where does the program head, where's the program heading? What's on the horizon for either the triple board program or the child psychiatry fellowship? Well, um, I was asked by our organization, ACAP, uh, the National Organization for Child Psychiatrists, to help create a new triple board por- portal. This is a program where people have already trained in pediatrics, and they might even even be a pediatric attending for a number of years, and they can apply to do a three-year uh, combined child and, and adult psychiatry program. And that's brand new. Uh, triple, regular trip board since 1986. This is just the last couple of years. And there are only there are four programs in the United States, and, uh, and, and, but they are ACGMA-accredited programs. And so if somebody says, you know, I, I can't decide, but I think I'm going to do pediatrics first, and then do pediatrics and say, you know, I like pediatrics, but I, w- I really think I would like to add the mental health piece. They could do the post-pediatric portal. The thing is it's three years and three years, so it's six years instead of five, uh, and you might have to move and go to two different institutions. So it's a, it's a little more complicated, but what's nice about it is you could take some – Let's say you take a pediatrician who's been out there 10 years and really done a great job, but now wants to do something else, and this is a terrific avenue. So, Excellent. Well, in closing, Dr. Gray, you know, I can't help but notice I'm in your office. You're obviously from Colorado, correct? Yes. And we're taping this podcast one week before the Super Bowl, um, and there's a lot of orange in your office. So how big of a Broncos fan are you? I, I am a big fan. I fly back for at least one game every year. Excellent. What game did you go to this past year? Um, we went to Baltimore the first game, the uh, seven TD p- passes by Peyton Manning. Okay. Was, we were behind at halftime, and then we just sort of exploded. It was amazing. So. All right. And I like how you use the word we. Yes, we. Oh, yeah. my, my kids get on me for that, but I say, no, we. Because you're part of the team. If I, I am yeah, part of the team. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, so you know, we're taping this the week before the Super Bowl, but unfortunately it won't be posted until next month in February. I want to hear your prognostication for the Super Bowl. What do you think is going to happen? Well, you won't be surprised that I'm picking the Broncos. Uh, But I think it'll be a close game. Um, There's been only, in the history of Super Bowls, uh, I think there's been one other time where the top defense went against the top offense, and I think it was 20-21 score. So I'm going to predict something like that, like Broncos Mm 21-20. Uh, so, something close. Now I'm going to have an addendum because I'm, a, you know, as a physician, you've always got A, B, C, mm-hmm. and that is defensive that, charting. Defensive yeah. charting. Yes, yeah. uh, it's going to. Uh, Peyton Manning is going to be good. Okay. Except if there's a strong wind and there's a possibility of high winds. Mm-hmm. If there's high winds, he does not throw a ball like Peyton Manning. He throws kind of a flutter ball. It's the Super Bowl's in New York this year. And it's yeah. a first outdoor, a first outdoor cold weather mm-hmm. Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and he can throw in the cold. That doesn't matter. And it can snow, and that doesn't matter. But if it's high wind, 
then it's going to be uh, very tough for the Broncos. Are you going to New York for the game? I tried. It was a bit pricey. I think the seats are about six grand, and so I think I'm going to pass uh, pass this yeah. year. Tell me how one goes about <laughs> obtaining Super Bowl tickets. Is this, this like a secret society? How, do, how does one get these? Well, each team, if they're going, they have a few tickets that are in a lottery, and and I actually was in that lottery because I've got a buddy that has tickets that were handed down for generations. Mm-hmm. We did not get the lottery. Those would have just been a few hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I did mention to my wife the, the um, you know, $6,000 tickets and she, uh, for, for me and my buddy to go, but uh, who's a family doc. That did not go over well. So we will be watching on the big screen at uh, a Super Bowl party. It'll be fun. We'll be wearing your Peyton Manning jersey? I will be wearing my Peyton Manning jersey, <laughs> okay. yes. Great. And I did want to say before you end, uh, one of the things about a lot of uh, pre-med or, or, or medical students, sometimes they're shy about, you know, calling a training director we love to have people come to our office who, mm-hmm. who are interested in 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 what we're uh we're, we're teaching so if if you're out there listening to this and you're really thinking about child psychiatry trip board just uh you know uh, email me call me whatever and come up and chat it chat it up a little bit all right well thanks dr gray uh good luck to you and your broncos this weekend thanks ben thanks for listening to talking admissions and med student life with dr benjamin chan the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.